What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. It is my favorite time of the year, and that is playoff season in the FCS. This is Get the Ball Rolling with your host, Tyler Fessler. Happy to be rocking with you guys. The selection committee just got done with their, their show. I was able to digest it a little bit, think about it a little bit, saw some of the outrage on Twitter, which would always follow, inevitably follows any kind of controversial decision, and I cannot wait to jump into this podcast with you guys. A lot to cover. I mean, we're talking Talking from point A to point Z, we're covering it all with the FCS along with our playoff predictions. It's it's time. I can't wait. We'll be crowning a new national champion this year. Will it be yet another repeat for the Bison? Or will it be a new one, new team to go on and take the crown? Can't wait to dive in it with you guys. So let's get into it. We're not going to waste any time. Yesterday was crazy, but I want to talk more so about the teams that did not get in it. So my prediction, and you guys just have to just have to go with me. I, I know I have a website. Um, we we talked about it a little bit yes or last time uh, on Bracketology 4.0. Uh, I finished my final one. I kind of have my own little ballot. I like to think that I submit it to someone, but basically I submit it to my wife. She says looks good. We call it a night. Uh, but I had. Uh, the the the, the at large teams. This is what you're just going to have to take my word for it. But I had New Hampshire, Furman, Elon, Richmond, uh, UIW, Idaho, Chattanooga, North Dakota, Rhode Island, and Fordham. Uh, I had UIW as an at large, not a seed. Uh, just I mean they had one loss and played a fairly easy schedule. But hey, you know what? They're going to give them a seed. Give them a seed. We're just passing them out like candy now. And. Um, so uh, that was kind of my one. Obviously, uh, Delaware got in. I did not think that they would get in after yesterday's loss. I thought that kind of was the end of them. Uh, the other team that was, uh, I, I mean, I guess semi of a surprise was Montana, but it was predictable. Uh, and we're going to kind of get into that. That's really where I want to start. And and I don't want to... I don't want to bash too hard, um, but you know what? The committee gets paid for this, so I think that they deserve some of the blowback that they're getting right now. Uh, Montana, it feels as though we're going off of reputation of Montana of old, and even North Dakota State being a, a three seed. I had Montana State at three, North Dakota State four, Weber State five, six, William & Mary seven, Sanford eight, Holy Cross. Uh, only wrong was the Weber State one. I thought for sure they would get one. But it feels like we're kind of going off of reputation, and that can be very dangerous. You see it in the FBS as well. Clemson was ranked ridiculously high the first time they came out with it. And and honestly, I don't know if the committee watches the games. I don't know how they come to the conclusion. I would love to be a fly on the wall and so that we could put to bed uh, some of these, these issues. And of course, the people that are are on the outside looking in are going to be upset with what's with what's happening on the inside. That's just the nature of the beast. Uh, even with twenty four teams, if it was you know the fifth and sixth team in the in the FPS are pissed, the the twenty fifth, twenty sixth, twenty seventh team in the FCS are mad. They believe that they get to get in, and each have compelling uh, compelling resumes. But the one that gets me. And why I chose Rhode Island, even over Delaware, even though 
Delaware did beat Rhode Island head-to-head. Is Rhode Island arguably had one of the best wins. I, I have been a Fordham fan. They had a better, any better win than Fordham. Fordham were almost losses. And you know how much I hate almost losses? But that was the argument. They have a great offense and a couple of almost losses. They are almost wins. Not almost losses. Almost wins. They, they, they almost beat Holy Cross. One play. Could have gone either way. That's why I believe that they de- deserve to be in there. They barely lost to Ohio. But when you're looking at it, what has Montana done? What have they done to deserve to get here? Rhode Island beat Elon. Elon is 8-3, and three, made the playoffs, and, and quite resoundingly, I had him on the outside last time, and then I like looked. I actually went through it a little bit deeper. I mean, I always go through it with a fine-tooth comb before I go on to you guys, and I, and, and I was like, you know what? I really should have put them in. But I thought for sure Rhode Island was going to get in. I thought they had a better resume than, than Delaware, despite the head-to-head win. I thought that uh, Rhode Island has played better at the end of the season than Delaware has, and they get in, and Montana gets in, was kind of a little suspect. Another one, Chattanooga. And you can go through Chattanooga's schedule, and so let's do it. Uh, I was really surprised that they didn't put them in, even over, uh, again, over a, a, a Montana. I was very, very surprised. So Chattanooga being the third in the SoCon. Uh, their losses are to Furman and to Sanford. I think the nail in the coffin was that loss to Western Carolina. I really think that was it. Uh, they beat Wofford, beat e- e- uh, Eastern Illinois, beat North Alabama, uh, North Alabama. Illinois, uh, obviously, and you look, you're like, well, what would be their best win? You would say, uh, I don't know, Wofford. I mean, they didn't have a great, uh, as good of one, but the justification to put Montana in could have easily been used to put Montana to put Montana in. You could have put Chattanooga in. Uh, they played very, very tough against Sanford. Uh, they played tough against Furman. Uh, they did beat Mercer. Mercer had a had a seven and four record, which was better than Portland State, who had a four and six record. That Montana's best win is. But hey, we're going to put them in. Very kind of suspect. I know a lot of people were upset about Youngstown State. I didn't think that they were going to get in. Uh, you just look at. Uh, and a lot of people are going to go over ranked wins, ranked losses. That's why I hate rankings because it's completely arbitrary. It's more so what are their schedules really looking like. Uh, but they did lose to Missouri State, and I think if they beat Missouri State and they're 8-3, and three, I think that they get in over Montana. Uh, that loss to Missouri State was very, very ugly. They were peaking at the right time. They hadn't lost since North Dakota State back in October, and I think they would have put them in. So I think each, each one had a flaw, and even Rhode Island, but... I for sure thought Rhode Island was going to get in. I don't think Montana really should have. Uh, a lot of people are saying ratings, TV, sure, you might want to do that. You want to pull that Montana rivalry. Uh, you you want to kind of get uh, t- to see that. But really, I don't see them going far. And we're going to get into that. Uh, so let, we can talk a, a little bit about the teams that didn't make it. Obviously, uh, Mercer, we talked about them last year. We thought they, they could make a run. I did not think Furman was going to be as good as this year. I thought they were going to be right up there with Chattanooga. I had Chattanooga winning it, actually. Uh, Mercer being at number two. So I thought those two teams, uh, Samford, I thought was going to Samford it up. And they almost did against Mercer. Had uh, they beat, had Mercer beat Samford and with that loss against Chattanooga, I think that they put Mercer in. I, I really do. Uh, but it was overtime I thought that uh, being on the goal line and then kicking a field goal I thought it was bad I would have done a rollout they had 
everything going for them. They just had to punch it in. I thought they got too cute at the end. Sad to see them. I love Coach Chronic. I love Mercer. I'll continue to talk about Mercer on here. They've been really one of the funnest teams to follow. I want to get someone from Mercer on the podcast, kind of discuss it because uh, I guess the play calling on that, just just where, where their heads were at. Uh, obviously, three Chattanooga. I think the nail in the coffin was uh, Western Carolina loss. Western Carolina played well, uh, but I think that loss did it. But again, they had a better win than anyone that Montana played. And Montana got absolutely mollywopped in the Brawl of the Wild. We're not even talking about that because it was such an ugly game. Uh, so definitely... You know, I thought Nuga deserved it. Uh, Youngstown State, just like we kind of discussed, they beat Missouri State. I think they're in. Uh, and, I, and I've and i wanted to talk about Youngstown State. You know, back, uh, I, I started this podcast back in, what, 2018, I think, 2019, right in there. And I, I haven't really talked much about the Penguins. I think they're a phenomenal team. I think being from Ohio, Youngstown, right, I think uh, everything about their, their history, makes is FCS if you were to say it like that is FCS to me and not seeing them is kind of a bummer in the playoff uh, but you can only do so much in, in, in this scenario uh, and then UT Martin uh, it came down to, to coin flip had UT Martin got in uh, I really wish I, I really I mean I guess technically Delaware would have been really the last one in uh, so it would have been Interesting to see the debate between, you know, Fordham, Montana, and Delaware as, as we're kind of discussing them. If UT Martin would have got in, I, I don't know what the Ohio Valley is doing. The, UT Martin should have played SEMO, uh, and I, I think it's dumb that it comes down to a coin flip. I'm glad that they they did do it live. I did watch that. Uh, congratulations to SEMO to for getting that. Uh, but that. And then one thing, again, another team that, that not a lot of people are going to be talking about, uh, is Utah Tech. It was awesome uh, that they went up against BYU. They fought hard. Uh, I love talking about Utah Tech. I love talking uh, about the Trailblazers, obviously my alma mater. Um, I, obviously, I went there when it was Dixie State, but Utah Tech is what they are now. Played really tough against BYU, 52-26. to 26. I can't wait to see what Coach Peterson does for the boys next year. I think there's going to be uh, definitely room for improvement. I hope that we can get this A-Sun whack thing figured out. I don't know why the WAC and the Southland are two different ones. I know there was something with McNeese and blah, blah, blah. But UT Rio Grande Valley is coming in, so I don't know why more teams aren't kind of jumping ship coming to the WAC. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that because I think we need to consolidate it. I, I really do. Ohio Valley seems kind of like an arm and a leg. They need to – I mean, I know that the A-Sun's trying to get it going, but – you know, absorb some of these teams I, I, or, or, you know, everyone bail out of the Ohio Valley. I don't know what it is, but we have a little bit too much and it, it just makes, it makes it feel to me, uh, FCS kind of small time when we have like, uh, that kind of qualifier and, and a coin flip to get in that kind of stuff. I don't like that. I would like to have a clear cut conference champion. Uh, I mean, I even don't like that the big sky, you know, could have two or three coach conference champions. Again, makes us feel small time at the FCS. This is a big time football, great product. So that's going to be enough on that. Those are my predictions. I want to get into next week and the games that will be played. Really excited to, to be breaking that down. So, the first game up, uh, we have Furman taking on Elon. Now, this is a really fun game for me uh, because I do think the Paladins are really good. Their only losses uh, came at Samford, and people are going to say refs screwed up, right? Uh, back in October, and then the loss to Clemson. This is a really good Furman team, but it kind of has felt, uh, you know, against Mercer, against Chattanooga, they were kind of living on a prayer. Uh, they do get the home uh, home field, uh 
Elon did lose to New Hampshire. They did lose to Rhodey, both on the road, uh, and their other loss was at Vanderbilt on the road. Uh, but they did beat uh, Delaware, Albany, and Hampton. The reason why I'm going to predict Elon to win this game, I want to take a 27-24 over the Paladins of Furman. I think that that extra week... Now, I don't think Elon knew that, A, they were for sure going to get into the playoffs. They probably had a good idea. But, two, who they would be playing. But I think giving your kids an extra rest, I think is they're going to come out ready to go. Now, Wofford... That was kind of a rest for Furman. Not much, not really competitive. But it, I think it leads to, to the bigger discussion and, 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 and stuff like that. But I think them being healthy, I think uh, despite winning, uh, Furman has won close against good teams, uh, as has um, as has uh, you know Alon. But they did beat uh, Delaware, a playoff team, 27-7. They did, they've, they've played well the last three weeks. I think that the Phoenix get the win, um, and and the winner will be taking on UIW. And and honestly, I think that either one of these teams could could win. Whoever wins this game will be very interesting to see how they go up against Incarnate Word, right against UIW. But I think both of these teams have a phenomenal chance to get into the quarterfinals uh, just because of of you know the pedigree of these two teams. Uh, like I said, twenty seven, twenty four, and one. Next game up, we have St. Francis, PA against Delaware. Now, I'm going to be honest. I, I've watched Delaware. haven't watched a lot of St. Francis. Uh, they have lost to Richmond and to Akron, and Akron was in overtime. St. Francis is a good team. Uh, they did beat Merrimack. They, they beat them pretty good, 52-23. to 23. Uh, They've been playing well, but I think if Nolan Henderson's healthy, uh, so you see number two trot out on the field, I, would, I, I think Delaware beats them. Uh, Delaware does get them. Uh, at home, so that is a, a, another factor. It is ugly that they lost to Villanova last week. They lost to Richmond the week before. Uh, Richmond obviously being the common opponent, but uh, I, I think Delaware, when 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 Nolan Henderson's like legit healthy and. I, I just feel like they're going to have a little bit, they're going to have a second punch. I think being at home is going to be a big factor in this game. I don't think it's going to be really close. Um, I don't know, 38-31 for Delaware. Winner will be playing South Dakota State. I think the buck stops there with both of these teams, whoever uh, passes on to that next one. But I want to go Delaware with the win. Next one up, and this is a team that we've been talking about. I actually told my wife, I if if Fordham gets to the playoffs, I am repping some Fordham gear. Uh, it is on the way. Don't you worry. Be ready uh, on Twitter to uh, to see what I got. I needed some Fordham Ram swag. They made it into the playoffs, and they're taking on New Hampshire. And this offense, let me tell you, this offense is so much fun. It, it just is, and. I love watching Fordham. It's it's almost like them and Mercer, Rhode Island. There's like some teams, North Dakota, uh, obviously Utah Tech, Weber State. There's just some teams. Um, obviously Utah Tech a little bit different, but that I really don't have a connection to, but I just love to watch. And I love to watch Fordham. This has been so much fun. Their offense is just on another level. And they're just going to, we're just going to, outrace you they almost beat ohio they almost beat holy cross i think that that's going to be very telling they're going to go on the road which that's going to be tough but uh you know new hampshire barely outlasting maine barely beating rhode island losing to richmond not really peaking at the right time i think fordham gets them 
I think it's going to be 45-42. I think it's going to be a phenomenal playoff game. I think Rich Fordham, Fordham gets the win. I'm going to be riding with them. Uh, do I think I do I see a scenario where New Hampshire's defense steps up and Fordham can't really move the ball 100%, but the way that the the, the way that they can do it, I'm going to go Fordham all the way, 45-42. Winner will play Holy Cross, and I think that's even going to play even more into it. I think both of these teams can beat the Crusaders. I think that it is it is crazy that Holy Cross got a first round bye. I think both of these teams can move on. I think like I, we've kind of talked about, I feel like the top five, the Weaver State included in the, in that uh, of the FCS are the only ones that are semi-pulling away. Everyone else, it's we're talking millimeters, not feet. Uh, and so I think it's going to be a great round two matchup. Next game up, we do have Richmond taking on Davidson. Davidson's another team. I did watch the Dayton game. Uh, everyone was actually predicting Dayton to win. And I was just like, hey, you know what? I'm taking the Wildcats of Davidson. Uh, they ended up winning. They got the auto bid. Uh, I think that was kind of their playoff. I think that was the first playoff game. I really do like Re Richmond. Richmond is sneaky good. I mean, we're talking sneaky, sneaky good. They did lose at home to William & Mary. William & Mary obviously getting a really high-seated uh, ring. But they beat Delaware, they beat New Hampshire, they beat Maine, they beat Hampton, they beat Nova. The last time they lost was in October, obviously before William & Mary, in a double overtime loss to Alon. This Richmond team is dangerous, and unfortunately, the winner plays Sac State. Uh, I... Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to describe this. Uh, Sac State is suspect in the playoffs, right? We know that they, they don't perform well in the playoffs. I would be surprised if Richmond goes on the road and beats Sacramento State. Getting ahead of ourselves, I do like the Spiders. We've had the coaches on, on the podcast before. Watch out for the Spiders. And that's a question. Have they ever had any kind of a matchup before? Because that would be two quote-unquote bugs, right? The Hornets against the Spiders. Kind of cool round two matchup. I'm taking Richmond. I think it'll be 31-14. I think Davidson's good. I just think that last week was more so their their uh, their their playoff, and uh, I think Richmond gets the better of them. Next game of Weaver State. Did not think I would be talking about Weaver State this week. I thought they were a lock for a uh, a seed, uh, obviously with a win over Utah State on the road, uh, with a win over Montana. Uh, Yes, they did lose to two teams that were seeded teams. The second and the fourth place team, uh, arguably two of the best losses. I think that the, the committee was way too harsh on that loss against Sacramento State. I called my dad after the selection uh, committee, to, uh, obviously, you know, released the, the show. Uh, I think they were way too hard on that loss, but I think it came down to they, the committee felt that Sacramento State going to altitude in the cold, in the rain, that Weaver State should have won that game. And I agree completely. Uh, a lot of people are saying NAU. No, it was not the NAU game where that decision was made. It was the Sacramento State game on the road, uh, them going up to Ogden, getting the win. And that's probably what boosted Sacramento State to that two seed, even though I thought they should have been the one seed. Uh, but neither here nor there. That's where it's at. So Weaver State gets his first round uh, uh, game against North Dakota. We love North Dakota on this. We love Weaver State. Going to be a great game. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, Jay Hill, Coach Freund, uh, friends of the show. We've had him on. We've discussed it. 
I think that uh, Weaver State beats this team. I was there the last time this team played, 2019 in Ogden. Uh, UND came in out, came out flying. There was a controversial quote-unquote push-off that was uh, they didn't feel like it was a push-off, but it was a great game. I wish I could make the trip up to Ogden. Uh, we'll probably be waiting that we might be making the trip to Bozeman if uh, if uh, Weaver State wins, but uh, I think Weaver State beats UND. I think UND is good. I just don't think. Think they're on Weaver State's level. I think Weaver State really should have been a seed. Uh, winner plays Montana State, which is so much fun. Uh, I think it's unfair for Weaver State. I think they should have been where Idaho was at, where they would have been playing Sanford that second round. Uh, but again, neither here nor there. Conspiracy? I think not. But Weaver State's going to get another shot at Montana State. And watch out. Just watch out. That's all I'm going to say. Next game up, Eastern Kentucky against Art Gardner-Webb. Now, a lot of people, we, we've been talking a little Gardner-Webb. We did a little bit last year, a little bit this year. It's funny because people on Twitter are like, oh, nobody's talking about Gardner-Webb. Well, we were. Uh, <laughs> now I'm going to toot our own horn. Look, Eastern Kentucky's good. Uh, they beat Kennesaw State. They should have. Uh, I don't know how the whack A-Sun you know, debacle got it, but... Eastern Kentucky, I just don't think they have the heights. I, I think Gardner-Webb is peaking at the right time. This is a team that has not lost since Liberty by one point. Uh, they lost to Marshall, FBS, right? Mercer kind of got rolled along six points and Coastal Carolina. They had three FBS losses. They played tough against Coastal. They played tough against Liberty. They played tough against Elon. This Gardner-Webb team is going to win. Even though they're 6-5, and five, this team is going to win. They are on the road, understandably. Understand that. Um, I think uh, Gardner-Webb, like I said, peaking at the right time. Uh, their last loss was was way back in October. I think that Gardner-Webb, I, I, I've been on him. I think Coach Lamb's doing a phenomenal job. We talked about him. I went, once when Campbell went down, we, we discussed a little bit of Campbell. Um, but when I saw Gardner-Webb play this last week, I was like, I was in on it. I said they were going to beat NCANT last week. They did at home. Watch out for the running Bulldogs. Uh, winner will be taking on William & Mary. I kind of think that, the, the again, the buck stops there. I don't know if they could beat William & Mary. I think William & Mary is playing phenomenal. Another team we talked a lot about last year that barely missed the playoffs. Uh, but I think Gardner-Webb wins 28-24. I think that they have a great run game. I think they have a great pass game. They have a really good defense that flies all over the place. Makes some plays. I like it. Okay, last couple of games. We've got uh, Idaho taking on Southeast Louisiana. Uh, Idaho looked a little bit suspect towards the end that they were like resting on their laurels that they beat Montana in Montana. However, I think uh, this is going to be a phenomenal game. This, for me, was the hardest game to predict because I'm like, I could see Southeast Louisiana do it. I could see Idaho do it. I could see either one of these teams uh, come out with a victory. And really, and really, I came to the conclusion that this is a coin flip game. I, I can see Southeast Louisiana do it. I, I think that they've kind of just skirted by. Um, they play in a very, very weak conference. Uh, they did beat, uh, you know, uh, Incarnate Word back in September. Mind you, September. Uh, and they did lose to Texas A&M Commerce. Just freaking Either WAC joined Southland, Southland joined WAC. This is absolutely ridiculous as far as football goes uh, because they get two in and you're resting on it. And it's like, yeah, you played Lamar. You played Northwestern State. You played McNeese State. Ooh, wow, such difficult opponents. You did beat UIW. Want to give you that? All the way back in September. I'll give you that. At home. By six. I'll give you that. 
didn't really feel like I mean they got the auto bit, but I that's what I'm saying. We need to clean we need to clean this stuff up. But I actually think Idaho goes down. I think they do it on the road, twenty one to, to twenty. I think it's a coin flip game. I could talk myself into either one of those teams. I just think Idaho, uh they're playing well. Coach Eck, uh having been at South Dakota State for, you know, a few years now, I think that he kinda gets them ready. I think he knows what it's like to prepare. Uh winner will be playing Samford. Again, I do think that Weaver State should have been in this situation uh, playing Sanford just because Weaver State really deserved it a little bit more. I understand regionality and stuff like that plays into the they do have different rules on that that end uh, but I, I do think Idaho will be playing Sanford. I do I don't think Sanford is, is that much better than Idaho so I think it would be a great second round matchup. I don't think Sanford's that much better than Southeast Louisiana uh, so that a really good second round matchup. Finally the game of the night uh, again this is where the conspiracy theorists will say it was all for the ratings. Montana all of these games are on ESPN Plus but this one's on ESPN Two at eight o'clock. Grizzlies taking on Southeast Missouri State, and I think Southeast Missouri is going to come with an absolute vengeance. They lost to Eastern Kentucky. That is true. They did lose to them, and they did lose to Iowa State at the very beginning of the season. But Montana has yet to prove to me that they even deserve to be on the same level. They got boat raced manhandled, mollywopped by Montana State. That Weaver State game, they really should have lost by 10. They got a crazy kickoff return in the last few seconds, to or last couple minutes, they got it. They did lose to Sacramento State. They did lose to Idaho. The home field advantage, I think, is real, but Southeast Missouri, Missouri's cold, just like Montana, maybe not quite as cold. I'm feeling uh, South, uh, Southeast uh, Missouri State. They are my pick. SEMO to beat them, 31-24. They're going to go up to Montana. It's going to be hard. It's going to be cold, uh, but I do think SEMO gets the win. I cannot wait. I think it's going to be a great night game. I don't understand how Montana gets a home game and Idaho doesn't beyond me big sky forking out money or something like that i don't know not saying either way just kind of throwing it out there just making a joke right but uh, i think southeast missouri wins uh winner will be playing north dakota state and honestly, SEMO uh, is is a team that could beat North Dakota State. A lot of people are writing in; they're they're filling out their brackets right now, and they're just kind of going off of uh, you know North Dakota State of the past. They are not the same team. This is not the same North Dakota State team. I've watched every single one of their games. I haven't been overly impressed. I think SEMO. Uh, I don't think if Montana wins beats uh, beats North Dakota State. If SEMO does, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Uh, obviously, kind of like look. Looking ahead, um, you've got the on that side of the conference. You got Sac State, UIW, Sanford, North Dakota State, and then uh, South Dakota State, Holy Cross, William Mary, and Montana State on that other side. Uh, very intriguing matchups for the second round. This will all start on Saturday. I believe it's at ten o'clock my time, so Mountain Time, so uh, noon on the East Coast. We starting off with Furman Elon. Hope you guys have a wonderful week. Get ready. Uh, we're going to hope that our predictions hold. And uh, like I said, this 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 could be the most fun playoffs because the the margins between uh, you know, 1 and 24 I think are smaller than what they've ever been or even between 17 and 1 I mean we're talking again millimeters not feet uh, that's where I'm at so I hope you guys had I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast tell your family tell your friends the download numbers have been insane we'll be watching we'll be waiting to see what happens this next weekend let's have a great FCS weekend and let's keep the ball rolling <laughs>